Hi, and welcome to the Happy Lawyer Podcast with me, your host, Katherine Shearer. I am a mom, a wife, a dog mama, a daughter, sister, personal injury lawyer, and wellness enthusiast. I have started this podcast because I have suffered from stress and anxiety and seriously considered leaving law. But when I got clear on what it was I wanted out of a legal career and made some big changes, I discovered law doesn't have to be depressing, anxiety-producing, or permanently high-stress, and I didn't have to be another woman who left the profession. This podcast is intended to get the conversation started and to keep it going when it comes to issues of lawyers and mental health, attrition rates in the profession, and the advancement of women in law. Hi, and welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So I am a personal stylist and image consultant for female attorneys. So a lot of people, when they hear that, they think that I'm going to try to tell people how to look pretty and how to look attractive. And that is pretty much the complete opposite of what I do for my clients. What I do is teach them how to use their style in a very strategic manner, since our clothing is the largest form of nonverbal communication. So I educate my clients on how to use their clothing to make sure that it is aligned with whatever goal or situation or whatever they're trying to um, really put out there in the world and make sure that their clothing is supporting that. Um, So I work with clients in a variety of different ways, but the most, um, the thing that really comes across the most is how to use their personal style and what they wear um, to empower themselves and to feel confident and also attract their ideal client, um, start conversations with people and um, really have it be a tool that empowers them as opposed to holding them back. So what nonverbal messages do our clothes or our appearances make? Lots of them. (laughs) So the three main things um, with our clothing that come into play when, as far as nonverbal communication, is the color. Um, So someone sees a color and all of a sudden their brain receives a message. So if you think of like red, you think of confidence, you think of someone who's powerful, someone who um, is really owning the room. And that's not always how you want to come across in your your situation. But when you think of let's say like a watercolor, like a light blue or a light purple, that's more approachable, more relaxed. And someone who is, you know, like a confident, but um, like a kind ear. So you just want to make sure that the colors that you're wearing really are supporting what is happening throughout the day. A lot of times female attorneys are very attracted and all females are very attracted to the color black. (laughs) Guilty. Like, I mean, I love black too. Um, You know, it doesn't show stains. Everything goes with it. It's just like easy. Like it's, you know, but If you're wearing all black, a lot of times you're coming off as like intimidating and unapproachable. And that's usually not how we want to be coming across. So you just want to make sure that what you're wearing as far as color is really aligned with how you want to be perceived that day. The other two things that 
um, also send messages are the color combination or a print and pattern that we're wearing. So like black and white, again, is a very high contrast. So that is someone who's coming across as, you know, a little bit rigid, um, very powerful. Like you think of the tuxedo, it's super formal. Like, but if you're wearing something that's a lower contrast, so let's say, um, gray and black, we'll use black as an example because everyone can picture that, that's not as high contrast. So it's not as, you know, in your face uh, aggressive. So you wanna make sure that the color combination that you're wearing isn't too, um, is in line with what you need to be, you know, what your goal is for that day. And then also like the pattern within your clothes as well. So if the um, clothing that you're wearing has like very, um, specific lines and lots of structure to it. Again, giving off the message as someone powerful, confident. Um, but if the patterns in your clothes have a little bit more movement, think like of a watercolor, a little bit more free flowing, that's how you're going to come across that someone is going to think of you that you're more approachable, that you are open to new ideas and a little bit more creative. So you want to make sure that your clothing is really telling the messages that you want um, to be sending as well. How can a person's outfit or overall style impact their performance? Uh, so a lot of people, especially now, we're recording this thing like COVID and people are like, oh, I want to be comfortable and I don't want to be constrained and I don't want, um, you know, I'm at home, so it's a little bit odd if I'm walking around in a suit. Yes, it's a little <laughs> strange for you to be like wearing a suit to your kitchen table. But your clothing gives you confidence. Like your clothing is, is supposed to be something that empowers you and makes you feel good about yourself. Um, so just the fact of, you know, maybe not putting a suit on, but putting on a blouse and a necklace can be so powerful when it comes to your day, what you're trying to accomplish. I also like to, to tell people now that our commutes are a little bit different. We may not have a commute. So that like transition to being an attorney or going to work is, you know, is not there anymore. So we used to, you know, be in our car or be on a train or walk to work. And we would have that like 15, 20 minutes to transform from mom to powerhouse attorney. And now you can use your clothes to do that. So if you're getting outside, getting out of those like comfortable, casual clothes, and you're putting on your own version of that powerful outfit, and maybe it's a blouse and a pair of comfortable pants and a flat and a an earring, but using your clothing to transition um, into the role that you're playing at that moment is really, really powerful and also gives you lots and lots of confidence. The other thing also is that you want to show up as someone who looks present and wants to be there. Like we've all been on that Zoom call when we're kind of like, did you wake up like three seconds ago and put your camera on? Like, you don't want to be that person. You go, you want to show that you're fully present for the situation and that you're engaged and that you're sending the message of like, there's nowhere else I want to be, but on the call with you right now. Interesting. So I think you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to get a little bit deeper into it. How is style connected to mindset and why does that matter? So I'm a huge fan of mindset. Um, I've 
had tons of coaches throughout my my career. And it was always the thing that I brushed off. I'm like, eh, I, you know, I practice yoga and I meditate and I'm fine. Like I'm good with this. But until I really dug deep into the whole mindset and shift um, of perspective of figuring out who, what you need to do, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel powerful um, is such a major shift. And I also find that a lot of times when it comes to style, we need to be a little bit reflective. Like when there's something that is hard for us, um, we should dig a little deeper as opposed to moving on to the next page. Um, Cause when you figure out like what that stopping point is and why you're holding back, it's kind of that aha moment. Like there's definitely been times with clients that I'll kind of push a little bit, be like, well, let's, you know, let's dig a little bit deeper. Like, why are you so hesitant about wearing, let's say floral? And when like we dig and we spend a little bit more time, it could have been that their mom put them in those like big poofy floral dresses and they just didn't like it. So sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper when it comes to where these feelings are coming from and why these things are hard. Um, I also know a lot of times um, when it comes to confidence, a lot of my clients, we talk about, you know, how they dressed in high school and they would talk about how they, you know, had a really strong sense of self, that they had a style, that they really liked to, you know, be a little rebellious with what they wore. Um, Then they went to college, they went to law school, and then they started wearing lots of black. So kind of like talking about what happened over that time period and getting rid of some of those like playful experimentation things of trying something new um, really left them. And they found that they weren't willing to take a chance anymore, that they wanted to go with with the the path that has been gone before. So wearing the suit, wearing black, um, doing the thing that's tried and true and not leaving room for potentially making a mistake has left them to feel like that they have absolutely no style and no confidence when trying something different. So I feel like I didn't directly answer your question <laughs> um, when it came to mindset um, and you know, kind of that personal development, but I think I touched a, a, um, upon some of the things that happen a lot. So ask, tell me if you want me to dig deeper into a certain part of that. Um, yeah. So just how does what you're wearing affect how you're showing up? So it affects just you and your confidence. So think about the time that you maybe, you know, stayed in your pajamas all day. And then the time that you took 20 minutes and like took a shower and maybe did your hair, you put some makeup on, like it makes such drastic changes throughout your day. So I've had clients that were like, you know what? Like I wore my favorite shirt because I had that important meeting and I was able to like ask that hard question. I was able to show up just a little bit more confidently. I was able to do hard things. When if you're like kind of sitting in your house, wearing the casual pants, that isn't happening. Like you're not really, you're not like fully invested. Like you're not like feeling like you are performing at your highest self when you're just kind of like wearing the mediocre thing. So you can use your clothes or whatever it is that makes you feel confident. Like I have clients that like, let's say they, they love their blue eyes. So when they wear blue, that makes them feel powerful. Or I have clients that like, when they get on a call, 
they put perfume on because that's what makes them feel good and makes them feel like they are prepared and they're, they're there. I also have clients that like, will be like, you know what? I'm going to put a dress on today and I'm going to put heels on because I have such an important meeting and I want to rock it. So you really can, you, it, I always tell people to focus on the things about themselves that they like and that they enjoy. A lot of times when we think about style and fashion, we start thinking about the parts of our body we don't love. But if you're really able to flip it and, and focus on something that you love and how to enhance that, um, it's so much more powerful than focusing on the thing that you don't love so much. So how do you show up and feel good today rather than, you know, if I lose 10 pounds or when I get my hair cut or dyed or whatever it may be, how do you focus on today? It's really about just kind of a a mindset switch because there's always going to be some reason to not do it. Um, And it's how can you feel good at this moment in time? Um, And maybe it's with a specific color that you're wearing. Maybe it's putting a necklace on. Maybe it's taking like an extra five minutes to like watch a YouTube video and like how to do a winged eye or something like that. Whatever the thing is that makes you feel good. I think that just taking a few minutes and feeling great in your clothes and feeling great as your own, your overall image is so powerful. So a lot of the things, especially when you're kind of like on a weight loss journey or you're not feeling so great about how, you know, you look right now, a lot of times I find that women like to cover, like they just, they start like putting on like bigger clothes or they're like, oh, I don't like, like my backside. So I'm just going to wear a shirt that covers it. And they just start like bulking up. And first of all, that's not flattering. Like it actually, like if you put more clothes on and you go bigger and you go bulkier. Like when you look at yourself, you just kind of look a little frumpy. And I suggest kind of really experimenting with your clothes and finding something that you love that feels good, but isn't hiding. A lot of times when we're in on this weight loss journey, especially at the beginning of it, we just want to hide. And that isn't good. Like you, that it's bad for your overall mentality. It's bad for your weight loss journey because when you're hiding, you're too comfortable and it just becomes, you know, you kind of get in this comfort stage and it's just not good for those around you. So it's better to show up and to embrace the things that you do like about yourself and to not like bulk up. I really also think that Um, a lot of times we tend to focus on like the negative. And if you actually learned how to dress for your body type in a way that is flattering on you in a way that enhances your shape and really plays up the positive things about you, as opposed to, you know, just that cover up thing that I was talking about, you probably wouldn't be so focused on the number on the scale or the size of your clothing. It's just actually dressing in a way that's more complimentary to you. And a lot of times people don't want to do that and learn how to dress in a way that enhances them and feels good on them at a point in time that they don't love. What, what they look like. But that's actually the best time to start really digging deep into your style and learning how to dress in a way that's flattering to you um, because it's kind of part of that overall personal development process. So what are some tips to dress um, according to your own body type? Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to get real with what's going on. Um, it's always my 
clients, least favorite tool that I have them do, but you just want to have like a little bit of a reality check when it comes to your body and when it comes to proportion. So that would be like where you tend to lose and gain weight. It would also be proportion to like the size of your shoulders, to your waist, to your hips. And when you know kind of what's going on with your body, like majority of my clients are, you know, a little bit larger on the bottom than they are up top. And knowledge is power. So once you kind of realize that this is the way that my body is, I'm not like getting like something shaved off my body. So it's always going to be like that. And once you learn how to dress in that way, respect and know like what your specific body type is. So if you do these measurements, it's four different measurements. It's your shoulders, your bust, your waist, and your hips. And you could, there's tons of websites. There's tons of, um, tools online that you can just learn what your exact body type is. And then once you know that there's tons of resources on how to dress in a way that flatters your body type. Cause if you just think about it, our body's just a shape. And once you know how to fit that shape and what looks good and what flatters and enhances it, it's just so powerful as opposed to, like I said, covering it all up because you really want to stop fighting what your body is and start kind of embracing it and dressing in a way that is in line with the shape of your body, as opposed to a lot of times we'll just buy things that are bigger. So it covers it up, but that's not the right way to do it. You just really need to have a realistic, you know, come to, this is what I am. And really then learn how to embrace it and to dress for that specific shape. Oh, that's great. So, um, tell us about some limiting beliefs about clothes and self when it comes to fashion. A lot of times it's that, that bigger thing. Like a lot of clients, um, they don't want to come off as too sexy. So they wear things. The majority of my clients wear things that are too large on them. And they think in some ways that it actually makes them look thinner, but it doesn't. It makes them look a lot larger than they are. Um, so they get a little bit concerned about wearing things that are too provocative. I am not saying that you need to be wearing a bustier and leather pants. I'm just saying that if you have some sort of definition to your clothes, it's much easier to, um, to, to look better in them and to feel better about getting dressed. A lot of other limiting beliefs are... Um, especially with female attorneys, is this like masculine versus feminine thing. Um, there's either women are one way usually or the other is a lot of women want to kind of dress a little bit more masculine to kind of give the appearance of being powerful because that's what's powerful to them. Or I have um, clients that are the complete opposite and they're like wearing hot pink and they're wearing lace and they're wearing all these things because they're really um, playing up their femininity. And neither one is right or wrong, both are good. But I think that a lot of times people kind of have um, challenges accepting both of them. Like you can be um, both masculine and feminine with your aura, your energy, and then also within your clothing as well. And it's kind of having that yin and yang. And I know men that have that issue as well. Like some I've had, I've worked with some of my clients' husbands and they're like, oh, I'm not wearing a pink shirt. Um, but then, then they realize when they wear the pink shirt, they get so many compliments and people are just drawn to them. So it's kind of accepting both the masculine and feminine um, within themselves. And then also I think that some people have this kind of hang up that 
caring about fashion or style or clothes or even investing a few minutes in it a day is vain. And that's not really what it's about at all. The main thing that I work with my clients is how they, can they become visible and how can they show up in a way that empowers them? So, and also using their clothing in a strategic manner, like spending a few minutes figuring out the right thing to wear is so powerful. Like think about if you were going to go do a TED talk and if you went to go do a TED talk, there's a lot of time invested in that. Like you need to make a speech that's only 18 minutes long. There's this whole entire process that goes through it. Then you go through like, what exactly am I going to say? Um, how am I gonna say it? What's my mannerisms? But a lot of times when people are preparing for the big thing, whether it's a TED talk or whether it's you know um, a trial or whether it is an interview for a partner, the last thing they think about is getting dressed and what they're gonna wear. But it's usually the thing that stresses them out as the thing is happening. Like you're, you, you know, you spend hours on your presentation, but when you're doing the presentation, you're like, these shoes are so uncomfortable. I wish I didn't wear this skirt. Like, I feel like there's a rip in my top. So it's that thing that can hold you back at that moment. But the thing that you're not investing the time in prior to it. So you mentioned something interesting in there. So I just want to pull it out a little bit and mm -hmm. ask you, how can you use fashion to level up? Um, it can do with you and what makes you feel confident and making you showing up more empowered, or it can do deal with what the expectation is of those around you. So um, as far is knowing what the expectation is and making sure that it's aligned with it. The other thing also that's super powerful with our clothing is that if you have an idea of how you naturally come across, like some women, um, I mean, I'm one of these women, I've been told that I needed to tone it down. Like <laughs> you're loud, you're very opinionated, um, you sometimes come across a little too aggressive. And if you know know that about yourself and that's not what is needed in this situation you could actually use your clo clothing to negate those feelings like if you wore things that are softer or if you wore things that were you know more approachable and a little bit more calming you can actually use your clothes to balance out your own personality On the flip side there may be some people that are really timid and shy and they naturally aren't someone who is very loud, but in this situation, they may need to come across as super confident and confident, and then they could use their clothes in the opposite effect, where they can be wearing something that um, shows, their, shows their confidence and gives them um, the leg up and show, you know, has people gravitate towards them. So it's also really important to know kind of what, how you naturally come across um, as far as making sure that everything is aligned and enhancing what you needed to do. So if someone was going for a job interview, what would you recommend wearing? I recommend them spending some time researching on where they're going to interview. I think that that's kind of usually the biggest mistake that people make is that they don't really know about the environment that they're going into and spending the extra few minutes um, and doing some research to find out so they look like they belong there. I'm not saying that if you're going to you know, interview at a, um, 
someone that deals with tech that you show up in jeans and a t-shirt but if you're wearing a black suit that probably is showing showing up that you don't really understand what the culture is so you really want to make sure that the way that you're showing up is in line with what the culture is so you look like you already belong there before you are there Oh, that's really helpful. I can completely agree with that. I could definitely see exactly that, like a tech interview and you show up with a, you know, very formal suit on. It's probably not the right vibe for that situation. Exactly. And that's definitely has been something. And, and a lot of my clients have made those transitions. Like they've moved across country and they've moved to, um, to the Bay area and they're like, okay, <laughs> I need a new wardrobe, obviously, but you really want to make sure that you look like you belong and that you understand it. And that that's one of those things that comes up a lot too with clients is like, how am I the attorney in the room, but still look like I belong? Like, I want to be like the most leveled person there. And I want to be the most conservative person in the room, but I also don't want to look like I came from a different country and I don't understand who I'm working with. So really knowing what the expectation is what your surrounding is. Um, I definitely have had the situation where people will tell me stories like I wore the heels to the construction site and then they wouldn't stop talking about it for hours. So you really want to know what the expectation is and the situation is. So let's talk about a hypothetical sure. quickly. Um, let's say, you know, when you first start a job, if you're anything like me, you dress really well, you do your hair, your makeup perfectly every day, you spend a lot of time picking out your outfits, and you overall just put a lot of um, effort into yourself every day. But then at some point that starts to fade and you fall back into a comfort zone or whatever is easy. You stop putting it in the thought and the effort. So why does that happen and how can it be prevented? We usually get into a rut like everything else, like the workout, you know, you're on the Peloton every single day and then all of a sudden something happens. Like <laughs> it's the, your child didn't sleep through the night or you got sick or something like that. But something typically happens usually with clothes, it comes that you're just bored. So it becomes so mundane. And the, the reason why that happens is we're very linear in how we think. And we typically like we buy a shirt to go with that pants. And that's the only way we ever wear it. And we just get, like I said, bored and it becomes like just another thing to do. And I always say the greatest thing to, to do is to really mix it up a little, a little. So if you have that outfit that you wear constantly and it's like your go-to, like take it out of your closet, like kind of make yourself a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I just, you know, challenge the, the group of 10 women that are in my course to not wear black for a whole week. <laughs> like I was like, sorry, black's gone. What are you going to wear now? So if you can kind of shake up the situation that will open your eyes to how to wear what you already own um, in a different way. And I just think it's that little shift of not going through, you know, not always doing it, not always wearing the same thing. Um, and a lot of times you already own really great clothes. It's just trying it a little bit different. So if you can think of just different color combinations you could wear as opposed to pairing black with something, maybe it's a, can I pair purple and blue together? Or um, is there an accessory I could buy? Like just kind of get out of the rut 
and do something to, to get you a little uncomfortable and try something different. And usually that little shake up will um, restart where you're at. Cause you, I mean, that's, it's boring to kind of get in that uniform rut and not really feel so great in your clothes anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are some fashion tips that you would have for this COVID day and age where we're all spending so much time on video calls? Is there anything that you can do to make yourself look a little bit better for a video call? Um, if you want like a really quick fix, I would say invest in a light ring. Like that definitely is just a dramatic shift. Um, the idea of a light ring is really making it so the lighting by your camera is just overall better. Like we live in houses and there's shadows and there's windows and mirrored places and only certain places where we can close a door, but a light ring will really, really just make everything look so much better. Um, if you have a light ring and you feel like you need something else, or if it's not something that you want to invest in, a few quick tips to just look better on video um, would be to avoid black because black makes you tired in general, but on video even more. Um, it brings out any dark under eye circles, any wrinkles, and it just like doesn't translate so well onto video. Same thing with white, it's kind of draining and it makes you look tired. And the last thing you wanna do is look tired. Um, so I would avoid wearing black and white on video. Um, if you wanted certain colors that would look better on video, um, jewel tones, everyone has like certain colors that look good on them and look bad on them, but jewel tones look good on everyone's skin tone and also translate well in on video. What it does is it brings out like the natural blushes in your cheeks. So it just makes um, a vibrancy come out in your skin and it gives you a natural glow, glow. So if you switch out your top for a jewel tone, automatically will just look so much better. And then also adding like a, a necklace or a pair of earrings with some color automatically just brightens up your face. It's like, that's the thing that happens a lot on video is you kind of look a little like washed up. It's just what happens. Like it's what the camera does. It's what the lighting in our houses do. But if you wear a little bit more color by your face, it just gives you like a, just a natural glow. That's so much more appealing and makes you look more vibrant and awake. And what is a jewel tone? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I usually have a video <laughs> where, um, with like a PowerPoint presentation that has it. So jewel tones are any tones that are like natural stones. So if you think ruby red, um, emerald green, sapphire blue, um, those very saturated, not washed out colors are considered jewel tones. Awesome. So those will help you look better on video. Exactly. Interesting. You say stay away from black and white. Mm-hmm. They're not your friends. Especially, especially like with the weird lighting like that. Like I tell people, I'm like, okay, if you buy a light ring, there's a better shot that black and white will look better on camera. Um, but it's just like the lighting in these situations are just bad. And the black and white just drains the coloring from your skin. But you're quite right. Now that I think back on it and uh, all the Zoom calls that I've been on, every time I've been like, wow, that person looks great today. They have been wearing some form of color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's color. Like if people are attracted to color. Like so many people are afraid of color and I get it. Like attorneys like rules and they like knowing what to do yes. and they like strategy and 
color is that like big foreign abyss of I don't know what to do. Like I only know how to wear a color with black or it's too confusing. But there's a whole science behind color. And it's one of the things that um, the students in my course love to learn about is just how to mix and match color. And once you learn how to pair things together, it's not this big foreign abyss anymore. It's like, it's a tool that you could use. It's a mathematical equation. Like I wear purple with a lighter purple or I wear um, red and navy blue, or I wear hunter green and camo. Like these are the colors that look good, that look good on me and I can wear and they go together. So just having a little bit more information about how to wear color will empower you to take the chance as opposed to just being like black. Yes. Yeah. And in terms of, um, colors that look good on you, how do you know which colors are better suited for your skin tone? There's a whole science um, behind it um, that I, like I give all my clients a color analysis, but basically it has to do with there's four seasons and everyone kind of fits into one of the four seasons and it has to do with the undertone of your skin. So if you're a cooler undertone, um, like the color silver looks better on you. If you're a warmer undertone, the color, um, the metal gold looks better on you. And just knowing the colors that look good on you, like it's the time when someone like stops you in the street and I was like, wow, that color looks great on you to the time when like you look in the mirror and you just cannot put enough makeup on. Like that <laughs> is the drastic difference of what a color can do to you. Like you're, you go, as you go from looking like you just came back from the Caribbean to like, you look like you need to go like you've been sick for four days. Like that is the power of color and the way that it looks good on you. Interesting. So if, um, if someone wanted to find you, so you, you've actually mentioned, um, a course mm -hmm. and a, almost like a community. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So I, four times a year, I launch, um, a course and it's for female attorneys and what we do is I just empower you with the knowledge of how to show up as the leader in either your own personal brand or how to really get comfortable with clothes. So it starts with some mindset work. It goes through and we talk, we really dig deep and we figure out what your style is um, and also what your style needs to be to attract your ideal client. Um, because as we mentioned before, like the tech person is going to be attracted to something completely different than like the Wall Street corporate attorney. Like it's, it's kind of a different persona. So we really talk about what your style needs to be for yourself and what you like, but also what that overall image needs to be for the client that you're looking to work with and we're looking to attract. And then we go a little bit deeper where we learn about much more information about that strategic style of, you know, what you want to be wearing to give off certain impressions and kind of the whole science behind what the messaging that your clothing is sending off. And then we learn about how to mix and match colors, how to wear prints. And then throughout the whole entire course, what we're doing is actually taking all of that information into um, my client's closet. So they're learning how to just wear the clothes that they already own. Um, so many times, like last week, a client had 
um, a burgundy pair of pants and she wears it with a black top, but she learns like five other shirts that she owned that could go with those pants. So it's really just about learning different ways to get dressed and different ways to show up. And the greatest thing about um, the program, not only having your own style of transformation and learning more about how to show up and use your clothes to empower you, but there's also this great community of female attorneys where they're going through this process together. So they're sharing stories of things that have happened over time. Um, they're sharing their limiting beliefs. We're all learning from what other people have gone to, gone through. And then also just like, they're so powerful to, it's so powerful to know that you're not alone. So things that will come up on our calls are just things about like feeling the need to look covered up um, and being concerned about necklines and being concerned about you know, where the hem of your skirt is and really just talking about it and really helping people kind of either embrace um, what their thought is and being okay with it or maybe just giving them a different um, um, perspective of how they're showing up and how they're using their clothing. So it's wonderful because they're getting great outfits. And one of the things that I have them do is like, what's the situation that you hate getting dressed for? Like, <laughs> we all have that one. You know, some of it's like, it's going to the soccer field. Some of it's like going to a friend's house and other of them is like, oh, I hate going to a networking event. I never know what to wear. So it's like really figuring out what that thing that you don't like and then we create an outfit or two for that. So you really have these pre-planned outfits um, for whatever happens. And so you can say yes. A lot of times I find that people use clothing as like the, the crutch to not go to something, but here it's used to, for you to get excited about showing up and to, to say yes to the invitation. That's great. I had um, absolutely no idea that you offered that as well. Yeah. And it's awesome because like I said, the women together, it's like so impactful. And there's um, like last week there were, we have a, have a makeup artist come every week and um, every time that we do the, the course and like literally they were like posting pictures. They were teaching each other. Like they were sending each other YouTube videos of I've tried this, this may work for you. Like it's so powerful when you see these women supporting and cheering each other on and, you know, dipping their toe into something that they're not super comfortable. And like all of these women, like the, I would say 80% of them, their whole entire wardrobe was black before. And now they're like, I'm so excited to try new colors. And I'm so excited to really um, start wearing some of the clothes that have been sitting in the back of my closet for years. Um, and a lot of them, the one of the things that kind of comes up before they join the course is they were like, you know what? I wanted to lose weight before I did this, but I'm so glad that I didn't. Like, I'm so glad this is part of my process of my transformation process. So it's wonderful that they haven't let, you know, the weight loss goal hold them back from really using their clothes in a powerful way. That's amazing. That really is amazing. Um, and if someone wanted to find you, how would they do that? My name, um, Melanie Littman uh, is my website. That's me on Instagram. That's me on LinkedIn. Um, just my full name is how you could find me on every single social media channel. Great. And I will um, post your website link in the show notes so that um, it's a little bit easier for someone to find you if they wanted to. I know um, after we um, touched base for the very first time, I've started following you on Instagram and love your content. It's fantastic. 
Thank you. And my goal is, um, of course, for this to be an empowering process and not make anyone feel like they have to like do anything drastically different than what they're doing before. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that because, um, especially if you're in a place where you, you maybe don't have money to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe or, um, you're, you're stuck somewhere and you know, it's the, the wanting to lose weight or whatever it is. Um, but to know that going through that process and having other like-minded people with you, or just even knowing some of these tools that you've mentioned here today, that they can go out on their own and kind of identify what body type, um, is suited to them and, and how to dress for that, just to give them that little extra boost of confidence. Right. Exactly. It's knowledge is power is always what I like to say. The one thing we didn't touch on that I'm going to circle back to uh, very early on in the episode today, we talked about um, colors, but then you also mentioned patterns. Mm -hmm. How can you figure out what pattern is appropriate for you? Um, So there's patterns kind of do two separate things. Um, Patterns either can enhance what you have going on or they can detract from what you have going on. Um, A lot of the patterns have to kind of go hands in hand with a lot of our own features. So you want to make sure that what you're wearing isn't wearing you and it's just enhancing you. Like you never want to walk into a room and you feel like your, your clothes are wearing you as opposed to you wearing your clothes. So for example, if you have very, if you have like small features and like you have like um, your, your, your nose is pretty defined and you have like a chiseled face, you don't want to be wearing this big, huge, bold pattern because it's wearing you. So you want to make sure that things are e- that are either aligned or a little bit smaller than um, your actual natural features that are, that you have. So it's, a, there's a, there's a lot that goes into getting dressed. And that's usually why someone would hire a professional because they either want to know exactly what's good for them or they just want it done for them. So you know, I, I have a course, but then I also work with clients one-on-one individually. And with those people, I just do all of the work for them. They just have the clothes hanging in their closet and they know exactly what to wear each day. So it's a lot that goes into it. And it's, it's not surprising that people get so overwhelmed about getting dressed and figuring out what looks good on them because there's a lot of information out there. Which is why I have to believe so many of us just default to black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and usually the, the, the challenge is because you when you try to do something different, it may not be the thing that looks good on you. And you're like, oh, that's horrible. I hate patterns. So, as opposed to, I just don't know the one that looks good on me or I don't know the color that looks good on me. Um, so the default is nope, not doing it. I'm putting it away back in the box and, and I'll we'll just wear all black again. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, joining me here today uh, and, and sharing your wisdom and letting us know how we can contact you if we want to reach out. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you. So that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please rate and review the show to help others find this resource. And if you have any questions about your legal career, please head over to thehappylawyer.ca and send me an email through the contact page, or you can send me a message on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to set up a virtual coffee date. See you next week.